Black Men Podcast. Walk with me. Let it ride. Phenomenal conversation that I will not let you put behind the scenes. I can repeat 60, 60% of what I just said. But I want this to have the same vigor that you're it having. Is. That it is. is. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I just got back from the gym and I'm uh-huh. still watching. I ain't done yet. Oh, that's you still got your pre-workout in your system. That shit is still percolating. I, look, I, I, ain't, I, I ain't sitting the sauna long enough, so it ain't all gone. I had to rush <laughs> to get out of here. I was like, damn, let me get out of here. I won't be late. Yeah, I was doing doing my yoga this morning. And you need feel, to chill. Nah, but that, yo, that shit feels great, son. I can't even front. My body okay. feels great. Even though I pulled my hammy yesterday, I I worked on it today. I did a, I'd, um, I called someone that I know that really does yoga, and they told me a couple of exercises to do to help with my hamstring while I'm working through it. And that shit feels great. I can't Stretching is dope, though. When I, when I went to the stretch lab that time, mm-hmm. the first five minutes was painful as hell. But the rest of it, loosened up. When I walked out of there, I felt loose. But then they told me how much it cost to get a membership for a month. I was like, you know, nice meeting you. <laughs> Yo, the great thing is, bro, my back hasn't been hurting, man, since I started on this and doing it. My back hasn't been hurting. And then I could feel my muscle tones and stuff feel like change. You know, as I progress, you don't realize how much what yoga does with the level of stretching. Like, it's this one thing that I do where I've reached under here and then I go out to here, work all this back. Like, and you be like, God. And when you get done and like after, you know, you know how you when you work out and you haven't worked out in certain spaces, certain places in a while, you feel that muscle like a lot. Yo, I was feeling that shit for at least at least eight hours. Your lower back usually hurt or your upper back, middle back, what? Lower back. But see, I used to get fluid drained out my back when I played ball. So I used to get like pus fluid drained out my back, out my lower back because I had a, a lower back injury. So Yo, over time, it just still kept hurting. Yeah, but gaining weight doesn't help that. No, I know. I was going to put that on there too. Because yeah, <laughs> I used to have I used to have lower back pain. Well, I couldn't even walk, bro. I'm talking like I got to sit down and act like. I'm taking a break. Nah, nigga, my shit hurt. It hurt, right, right. And it helped that I lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, dog, for the longest, I was in the threes. Now I'm way out the threes now. So it's like, yo, that also contributes to my lower back not hurting as much. Well, it's not It's not really the number two, though. Sometimes it's just, it's, it's, it's the body fact that's there, man. Your, your body ain't designed to hold that shit. Nah, when I was, three, when I, was, I remember being 360, man, with my son. It was a college game. I think it was um, Jackson State playing somebody. One of them college things, man. We was walking. And I had to stop walking, man. Something in his mind told him, damn, where my dad at? That nigga came running. I saw him running. That's some mm-hmm. young nigga shit. This nigga was running. I saw him running from blocks away. I'm mm-hmm. not running three blocks. 
I saw him coming. He came and got me. He was like, yo, you good? Wait, just wait. I'm, I'm going to wait with you. And I was like, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And we walked together to get back to where we was at because he, he knew something was up because he didn't see me. Right. Man, man, my lower back was hurting so bad, bro. I've never felt that. I was walking. Next thing I know, the pain was so excruciating. Oh, no, that shit is no all joke. All I could do, all I could do was sit down. Bro, it's been times back in the day. It's been a while. It's been a long time since my back has hurt, hurt, hurt. Bro, it's it's been times where I'd be literally like on on a and like working out and I'm working out my working out and I'm probably on a treadmill or something. And then you feel your back tight. It goes from loose to tight wide ball and you just feel it shooting. You like, yeah, damn, like I, I don't know if I'm gonna continue being able to do nothing. You can't even really move, sir. No, no. Or going for a walk, you know what I'm saying? Cause I like going for a walk and I'll walk. I walk the whole downtown Clayton. I'll go way up the block, bro. It's been it's been the time I walk, and I literally, bro, I had to call the wife like, "Yo, I need you to come get me. My back tighten up. I don't even know if I can fucking stretch to Yo, get on back." A, on the strength of what you're saying, as far as walking, um, we all got to do something, bro. Yeah, we yeah, you got to do something. You got to do something. Yeah. I mean, when you get past the age of forty, yeah. I mean, you 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 you. That's the downswing of your life. Not yeah. on the bad tone, it's just that you lived your your best years physically. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Now you have to work to maintain a That's level a of physicality. So don't wait for your body to deteriorate before you care. Because a lot of us, by the time the doctor tells us something wrong, our bodies have deteriorated so much, man. I mean, it's not impossible, but many of us aren't going to put that work in to restore right. ourselves back to health. Nope. You know what I'm saying? If I had to right now <clears throat> lose all that weight I lost when I lost it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I lost a lot of weight over a period of years. And you talking about getting up 6 o'clock in the morning, going to spin class, then hitting the gym later on, trying to maintain psychologically. And that's the hardest part. The that's the hardest part. It is. Yeah. The, the psychological aspect. But first, before we get back into it, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? I am Tall Sean T.S. is who I am. J.Dot is who I still am. <laughs> and this is episode 84 of the Blackmail Podcast. I know we've been going for a couple of weeks. We had a lot of stuff going on, personal and business. And sometimes you just got to take some time off. You know what I'm saying? So we took a couple of days, took a couple of weeks off, but we back better than ever refreshed. We're going to really start ramping things up. You know what I mean? As the year ends, because the year be ending very soon. <laughs> the year be ending very soon. So we'll be ramping things up, and then we're going to really be going crazy at the top of the year, you know, adding more live elements, pushing merchandise, and really, like, you know, even bringing in a couple people to have to extend some of these conversations that that we'll be having. So, you know what I mean? Sit back and relax and enjoy Black Male Podcast in, in its truest form. Um, You know, we just do what we do. How you doing, my guy? I know we've been talking for a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man, but... You know, piggybacking on that, man, we're going to be a little bit more interactive, man. I mean, we gain strength from listeners. You know, we don't know everything. You know what I mean? We speak, we speak from our perception. A lot of times when you have a platform, people want to sit there and nitpick everything you do, everything you say, everything you move based on what you may say throughout a podcast, man. We're all learning as we go along. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to always make the right choice. We're not always going to make the right decision. You nope. know what I'm saying? So we, we ain't here for that. You know what I mean? If you're going to be micromanaging how we move and how we communicate, I mean, sometimes we're going to fail. Oh, you definitely know All right, amen. We're not coming from a position of perfection, not even trying to communicate that. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> we going to fail. <laughs> so it just is what it is, man. Yeah. We're men. 
where men at the end of the day were human beings and everything yeah, is man. not gonna be perfect, man. But like the big, yeah, back to what you were saying, <laughs> right? That's what you see. You gotta walk. You gotta move around, man. That's why I bought this shit right here, man. I be on that shit a lot when it's too cold or the weather is bad outside. Fuck is that an elliptical? It's an elliptical slash bike. That's a goddamn elliptical. <laughs> it is. It is slash bike. It's a bike, so it got a seat on it and everything. You love that elliptical shit. I hate that's that motherfucker. That's your work. Everybody muscles, son. Every time I walk past and I see a man on that shit, I'm like, you whole ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, I gotta tell you this, man. <laughs> me and my man, right, was working out yesterday, and uh, we do we do supersets, we do mm -hmm. triceps, we do quad sets. We were doing quad sets. White dude, he was standing there. You know how you feel somebody standing there? So I yeah. turned my head. I'm like, yo, how you doing? He was like, dude, how do you stay so intense? That was fucking mean, guy. <laughs> so my man, he talks to everybody. So he right. jumps in and talks. I'm lost. Because I'm like, I don't know what to say to this little white guy. <laughs> I don't know if I need to laugh or right. make a suggestion. Because I'm right. like, I'm zoned right. out. When I go to the gym, I actually, yo, I, I black out. Like, I understand. I'm different. If you watch me from a distance, you either going to laugh or you're going to come over there and be like, yo, what are you doing? And you might do both. Right. But I don't know him. That's why it was funny. If you said it, it, it wouldn't be funny. Right, 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 right. But I've never, <laughs> he's not even a guy I see at the gym all the time. He's like, dude, how are you so intense? <laughs> he, he was trying to figure out the magic, man. Yo. <laughs> he was trying to figure out the magic. Yo, for me, man, it's the hardest part of going to the gym is literally working out by yourself. I don't yeah, know I why. I haven't mastered that. I haven't asked because I, I haven't had to really physically do it in a while. When I was younger, that's all I did was work out by myself. You know what I mean? But I had more time on my hands. I would go work out, boom. Then I would go straight to the basketball court and then work out on the court, dribble, shoot. Because I always felt like if I put on too much arm, you know, muscle, you know, I mean, strength, it's going to throw my shot off. So I just immediately go and shoot until my arms are dead. You know what I mean? And then, and run. I would run all the time. And then as I got older, got busy, got a family and stuff like that, when I work out, man, my mind be everywhere. But true, on another level though, if you can really learn how to master working out by yourself, <laughs> it puts you in a better position to successfully work out with a partner. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you're more comfortable within your workout. You can make suggestions and you can accept suggestions a little bit better because you know how your body works. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can you can intelligently communicate what works for you, and that person can do that with you. You know what I'm saying? That's how it worked for me. Okay. So now when I get with a partner, it works better for me because I can do triceps. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that by myself because I can't sit there and hold down two machines. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so yeah. With me, I can take what I've learned and elevate to another level and take what he learned and put it together, and we can make this shit pop off. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just like anything, man. Adding an extra person with the same mindset, though. You got the same mindset. Like, yeah. we both have to want the same thing. Right. Or it's not going to work. Like, if yeah. it, like with the intensity level I work out with, somebody that's like a planet fitness recreation guy, there's no need to work out with me. It doesn't make right. sense. Right. I mean, unless we're on vacation or something, we just hit the gym to be goofy. We ain't doing the talking shit anyway. We ain't working out. But right. regular working out, there ain't no need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like you going somewhere with your camera. Trying to film some serious shit, and you got some nigga with you that ain't really trying to get into it. He's just hanging around. He's wasting your time. Now, if he's really trying to learn and grind with you, you can have fun, but also have teaching moments. Hey, it's speaking of that, 
Speaking of that, I'm going to get you over that script. We're going to shoot that um, that short film in January. I mean, that's your call. I don't care. I'm good. All right. I'm going to come All in right. there with my, with my veggie slice. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> I, I just called you say Veggie that. slice up in here. <laughs> That's a good one. God damn, I just caught that one. Yo, what's that? What you drinking? Mango probiotics. Okay, okay. Good belly. Yeah. Right. I love it. I love it. Delicious. No, what's it's actually it? good. It's actually I believe. Delicious. I believe. I believe. What's I didn't know Whole Foods had it. They got this and they got one with the berries, raspberries, blueberries. I didn't taste that one though. Uh, that's enough. That's enough. Don't get them no more. Don't need to get them no more. Oh, shit. There ain't no promo. Oh, yeah. Good belly. I'm going to send them this clip. <laughs> shit. It's, it's, it's a damn near commercial. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> but, yo, man, let's get into the show, man, even though we've been in the show. Let's talk about, let's go first into music, um, music talk. I don't feel like talking about sports. Sports are all over the fucking place right now. We're, we're going to hit on a piece of sports, but it's about one person. But let's talk about music, man. Um, For me, and I, I'm saying this, for me, the last couple of weeks have been great musically as a person that loves to listen to projects because, you know, I'm a project listener. Um, And my two favorite projects, out of, it's three. It's three favorite projects. I have three favorite projects out of these past couple of weeks. Um, the three. first one, yep, three. First one was Jeezy. Um, the snowfall with DJ Drama, that Jeezy project was was fire. I've been I've been riding to that. I'd have been out of town, you know. I when I especially when I take long rides, <clears throat> I love listening. Definitely love listening to projects. And this project has taken me to Georgia and back, Tennessee and back. Dope project. This artist named Smino, super dope artist. Real um eclectic. Um, with it, with his sound and stuff like that, he got a song out right now with a video. Um, with J Cole, um, he's really eclectic, real dope from Cali, dope dope project. He has he has a real dope project. Um, what was Smino's project name? I'm going to give people the name of the boy project. The project is fire. If you especially if you like, if you like sounds, if you like. You know, different vocal. Like if you are like he's a rapper, but he does so many different dope styles within his art form. And that to me, Cali artists really push their vocal tones, and you know, even throw singing singing aspects into a harmonizing aspects into their joint. The name of that project is called Love for Rent, and then um, that Nas album, that um, that KD three is that shit is crazy. As <clears throat> just a hip hop guy, as a just to cut on, yo, that one record that really fucking got me is that record where he where they got the sample, the Queen's sample in it. I was like, yo, he is giving it up on this project, bro. He talked about everybody. He brought a 50 in this project. He brought up some of everybody. I was like, yo, son is giving it up in this project. Yeah, but the only person that was offended was <laughs> Pete Rock. Why was Pete Rock offended? He felt like he was violated or something. He um, deleted his Twitter and Felt like it was violated how? Because he wasn't on the project? Well, no. Nas mentioned something. He mentioned something about P Rock. Right. Because because you know P Rock had a problem with him over um The World is Yours joint. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Nas mentioned it. Something about um 
And he didn't mention it in a bad way at all. No, that's why I was lost when I saw it. You know what I mean? Like we're we're so sensitive, oversensitive. Just like keep, let's keep it a buck. Pete Rock has been hella sensitive these past couple of years. Yeah, well, it ain't just him. It's 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 it's, it's a common emotion. Men are right. just being so emotional now from from watching movies, from listening to music to right. television shows to people's podcasts. Everybody's. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... That disappointed me just now, bro. That really disappointed me just now. I can't believe you didn't see that. I saw it um, right. I've been years ago. Yo, I've been on social media, but I ain't been on social media, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I took my break from it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was necessary. Now, he back? Pete Rock back? No, he said he was going to delete his Twitter. Oh. <laughs> that don't mean he's going to do it. Oh, so it. Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. No, he loves Instagram. Yeah, he's corny for that though. I think Twitter Twitter attacks people more than the other social medias. Twitter about dead, but we'll talk about that in another another podcast. Twitter ain't gonna be <laughs> Twitter ain't gonna be here much longer. You won't start charging people. I, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I mean, you bugging out. Yeah, they already charging people for um. They charge the influencers, right? Yeah, for the um, yeah. But go ahead. What you about to say about the project? No, I loved it. Um, you know, a lot of my New York heads still want to see the premiere, Nas combination, which I get it, but I don't think that has anything to do with the greatness of this album. Right. You know what I'm saying? We we have to find fault in everything that we do. You know, and it's just. I'm not a project person, really. You know, I spot check songs. Yo, I listen to the whole joint in the gym. And I really do that to an album. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I got to be in a certain vibe to work out. I actually listened to it, and I just felt that hip-hop vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it was a 90s vibe, but no, I no. just felt a good hip-hop vibe. Because lyrically, lyrically, he didn't disappoint me at all. Not saying he not ever has, but his lyrics, sometimes yeah. I don't catch it to the second time, third time. Yo, every lyric. I was just hearing it like, oh shit, oh, whoa, he said that, whoa. The lyrics he spit about Jay, this I shit love was, it. it was witty, yep. it was comical, mm -hmm. it was truthful, it wasn't mm -hmm. taking a shot, it was actually making fun of them both. Yeah, yep. Son, yo, son, that's genius. Yo, that shit was man shit to me, because it was like, he when he said, yo, I had to text over to let him know this ain't over, <laughs> like, yo, that's some man shit, like, yo, I know you my man now, but that one, that one bar kind of cut deep. I kind of feel like we need to get back at it one more time. But I love that though. I love that camaraderie. The whole project was some. It was what we want to see our elder statesmen in hip hop do: progress, like grow, and sound relevant of today, and not holding on to what they used agree, to do in the past. What it sounded like to me: a hip hop head comfortable with being a grown ass man. That's Yo. what that album gave me. That's yeah. what it gave me. That's what it yeah. gave me. I ain't like y'all little niggas. I ain't got to be like y'all young niggas. Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm going through. This is what I've been through. This is how I want to present it to you. Even the, even the production selection. Bro, that's what I was about to say. Hit Boy, he said, yo, if you listen to, like, when you go back, I don't know how many times you listen. You Once again, I'm a project head. Yo, he took samples from Illmatic. He took samples from other projects and threw it into this into this album. It helps a lot though when you Nas <laughs> when it comes to clearing samples and shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
I mean, I ain't hating. I think it's beautiful. I'm just saying it helps a lot. Bro. Oh, boy. Them samples are tastefully placed. <laughs> it, helps, it helps a lot with you Nas getting them samples. Yo, them samples are tastefully done, bro. Like, he he placed them. Hit Boy did a great job, man. But you know what? I feel like you could have seen the buildup from 81. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I actually enjoyed that one. KD2 was even better. Then they dropped the Magic Project, and I still play that shit all the time still because I was shocked. Yo, I'm I'm going to keep it a buck. I was not one of the biggest Nas fans. Ooh. I always critique his production style. Now, don't get me wrong. Queens in the it, house. When it, came, when it came to Nas, my the, the projects that I love, Tess didn't really love like that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so I'm I say I'm not a Nas fan. I'm a Nas critiquer because I just always felt like, yo, he I always felt underwhelmed on certain things that well, he you did. Talking about, you talking about beat selection though. Right. It was always beat selection. Bars never like I am is one of my favorite Nas albums. But how I, many, how many dope lyricists on that level mm -hmm. are actually good at their selection of production? The ones that select the dopest beats, more often than not, they not selected them by themselves. Hove did a great job of selecting beats. Bro. Look who Hove team is. I mean, that's he put that team together. But you're agreeing with me, acting like you're not. Okay. <laughs> you're doing that again. <laughs> the shit don't stop, my G. Nas is, Nas, Nas is grabbing those beats that we looking at like, wait a minute. Guru's not gonna let Jay put out nothing crazy anyway. <laughs> Jay, yo, Nas grabbing the large professor beats that he had on on CD on DAT tapes way in the back that but he see, didn't extend for him to hit. That's why him and Hip Boy kind of work because Hip Boy wants to put together that that shit. Just like when Pete Rock and CL Smooth, it's like you know, as a producer, right. more than a beat maker. Right. A lot of these yeah, dudes yeah. Is getting beats from beat makers. Yeah, as a producer. Hip Boy is embracing the greatness of Nas, and he's given us a mixture of the golden era that we love yep. and what's current. Right. And he's yep. mixing that shit up together, and he's giving you something that even a young hip-hop fan can hear and be like, yo, OG, nice. Yo, Nas says something that <clears throat> I thought was dope. He said he'll walk in the studio, Hip Boy have his headphones on. As soon as he look at Nas, he'd be like, listen to this. And Nas would be like, oh, shit. Like, he was like, this with me? He was like, yeah, all of this is being made for you. And you could tell that that boy studied Nas and was like really more, not even just a, like he's really a fan of dude. But then like you just said, giving him that sprinkle of what's current today when it comes to sound and clarity. See, compare that <laughs> to Nas just taking a beat. Yeah, yeah. Because he feel like he nice enough to rhyme on it and make it work, which a lot of MCs try to do. Like, I've been trying to do that shit damn near all my life. I like that beat. Let me get that. And that shit might not that be That shit don't work, bro. A lot of times, if you could get with a producer, that's, uh, to me, that's always the best. I've always, I've always felt this way. I've never liked taking, hearing artists take a record from here, take a record from here. You got 40 different producers on a project. The cohesiveness is not there. You just, that's a mixtape in my book. I can count on my hand how many producers I did joints with and have multiple fingers left. Damn. They're beat makers, man. You take mm -hmm. a beat and you spit on it. You make, you try to make magic with it. But, but when you have a producer 
Yeah, that you could sit like, down with you and be like, yo, your voice sound better on this. Yeah. Yo, what you think about doing this? And then you telling him, hey, could we drop the drums out here and, and then do this and change up? The, and like, that shit is a different vibe and there's feel, a, there's son. A, there's a lot of dope producers sitting up in the crib <laughs> that just need to be with the right person. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it never happens. Sometimes you just get older and you miss the boat. Yep. Yeah. That's true. You know what I mean, I would have never thought my man was a producer to the effect of he was. Until yeah. he went to the house. Like, yeah. we both said it. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. Fuck? Yeah. I'm ready <laughs> for y'all to finish that shit up, man. Like, it'll be out. It'll be out. I like, I like what Nas, I like what Nas did. Legend, man. I like, see, I, like, I, like, I like to see the legends eat, man. I like to see the legends eat. Yeah. You know, I think, I think him and Jay can rhyme for as long as they want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can see, I can see Hov dropping some soon now. After that, nah, <laughs> listen, Hov has to. Nah, Hov gonna drop. Nah, I think Hov right now in the in the in the cusp of trying to buy this that football team. I don't think he's right. thinking about no rap music at this moment. I would disagree. I think Hov got an album already finished. <laughs> I think this time. I think this time he's deciding not to step on Nas's shit. Sir, I don't even think it's stepping on his shit. I think it's dope for hip hop, man. If you listen to any of Guru interviews, <laughs> Jay always ready. He don't yeah. take forever to record nothing either. No, he don't. Everybody around him, yo, when I hear this situation, <laughs> I'm like, as an MC, you got one of the best engineers in the history of hip hop. You got all the producers at and, your disposal. And that engineer is a do, dope producer, too. Son, all you got to do is spit bars. They orchestrating your bars for you. Yeah. They're doing all of that. They know what makes you you. Yeah. All you gotta do is give them you. Yep. You don't say they fully engage just as much as you. That's why I love how you can't, Guru, you can't lose. You can't lose with that shit, man. That's why I love how Guru said about Bleak. He was like, Bleak would have had more shit if Bleak would have got out of Bleak's way. That's Bleak, Bleak was never a bad rapper. He just never, he never produced enough product to be considered. Think, yeah. I don't think Bleak was nice, but I like Bleak. He had a certain energy about him when he came I on. I thought it was nice. I love I nah, love. I don't think it was nice. I don't think it was nice. I thought Siegel was nice. Yeah, yeah. Siegel was definitely nice. Young Chris was nice. Young Chris was nice. Freeway was nice to me, too. That Bleak, Freeway Bleak, album was Yeah, fine. Freeway was nice. Bleak just had an energy, man. Like, if that nigga rhymed first, he just had a certain audible energy that's like just a feeling. Bleak that, was a feeling to me. But, but look what you just said. Audible energy. Voice matters of course it does voice matters man when i hear rappers don't when they come on a record monotone sound lackluster and boring no one wants to listen to that shit a voice matters man you can be monotone without being boring though guru did his whole career guru has swag though bro he was monotone that he was but that boston swag dog let me tell you something guru was probably one of those i was introduced to guru by a southern person, you know what I mean? My cousin, right from South Carolina. I moved to South Carolina, and he was playing that. I was like, "What's that?" Premier from the South. I know that. I know Premier's from Texas. Yeah, I know. But I didn't. Yo, when I heard that shit, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" He put me on to it. And I was like, "Bro, Guru." Yes, his voice tone is very monotone, but the way he glides. On a beat, cats. A lot of cats don't know how to glide on a beat. A lot of these niggas are monotone, boring, and they 
they choppy as hell over the beat. Beat the beat doing this right here, and they you like, what the hell is this nigga doing, bro? Why is he fucking up this great track right now? Like, what is, what are we doing, son? You know that feeling. You, you heard Yo, that feeling I, before, I'm, son. I'm, la- I'm laughing at your shoulder league. I'm laughing at that. Think of me sweating the beat be like this in Logan. You over there, like, swag, you over there, uh, you swag surfing. <laughs> like, what is this, huh? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. But I always wonder how Guru would have been, you know, without Permit. I love Guru. Jasmine, I think that Jasmine series was dope, but the right. stuff he did with that Solar dude, I mean, it was it was disappointing to me. It just we wouldn't have heard Guru. I'm saying I just, without premiere, like let's keep that. We'd have heard premiere, but we wouldn't have heard Guru without premiere. Some people mix is crazy, just like when CL Smooth was with Pete Rock. They just had yeah. chemistry that was crazy. It's only a certain level and Pete Rock ain't a bad MC. Bad, Pete Rock wasn't a bad rapper neither. Well, you weren't writing shit. Oh shit. That's another thing. I don't want to beat up on. He's gonna get mad at this podcast too. Let me leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Stud is a legend. That's what it is. No, nah, he's definitely a legend. Let's slide out of music talk. Um, we're gonna get a little deep here, man, in my book. Um and a lot of people may differ or disagree what I'm saying. And I've over time started coming into this sediment because I also believed that I also didn't believe in this, but um, black on black crime. I always believe black on black crime is based on proximity. And because we all together and when it, whenever you have crime within the same race, it's because of that. My issue is this. We doing this shit now at a alarming rate. You look at Chicago, you look at their death toll numbers, on especially holiday weekends, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. You look at every time somebody goes to Houston, Texas, somebody fucking dies all the goddamn time in Houston, Texas. You know what I'm saying? California right now is like the fucking wild, wild west to the point where the police is not even policing. You know what I mean? I got people telling me not to go to Vegas because you're getting robbed as soon as you come out the casino. Really? Or niggas, <laughs> niggas is following you into your hotel room. Vegas, I ain't know Vegas was getting down like that though. Okay. Um, some I got somebody that called me and let me know, like, yo, bro, you still coming here for your birthday? I was like, yeah, I'm about to cop my ticket. Yo, wait, wait till the top of the year, bro. Wait, wait a little bit. Why? Because of the holiday season? He's getting robbed at an alarming rate. He was like, bro, I know you're gonna come up here to gamble. But I'm saying it's increasing because of the holiday. I didn't get into the into the discussion. You well, know, I was how. asking, you, you, you <laughs> but think that you makes know that. a difference? It's a possibility. So you want to you want to die for a Christmas gift? Nah. I'm not going. I'm not saying you. I'm talking about the people committing the crimes. You willing yeah. to die for somebody a Christmas gift? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You had, you had all year to do whatever you thought had a value. Right. Now you're willing to kill somebody over Christmas. Yep. Bro, it just, like, like right, right now, young boy Offset um, was killed at a dice game. I mean, take off. I'm sorry. Not Offset. Young man take off was killed at a dice game in Houston, Texas. And they started to say it's more and more. I don't do all the conspiracy theory things with mob ties, aka Jay Prince's people and all that shit. But the fact that this young man, and we know we grew, we grew up in an era where dice games was robbed regularly. Same the same nothing new. That wasn't it though. But that wasn't what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened. 
That was it. If that was you know it, I'm not saying I understand it, but if that was it, I mean, that's the streets. Yeah. Really but what happened was some sucker shit for some, real. Some full-fledged sucker shit. But it goes into the fact that how many young rappers that passed in just the three-month span. We won't go the rest of the year. The three-month span, it's been a lot of them, bro. Yeah, but when are we going to take the power away from that conversation that we should be able to go where we want to go and say whatever we should want to say? Say, yeah. No, I totally agree. We should. No, yeah, I'm, we should. I am sure totally so with that. Huh? We should, so what? Yeah. Well, I should be able to work within any company that I'm qualified to perform. I totally agree. But I can't. Right. So I'm going to walk up in the office and start killing niggas? <laughs> right. No, I'm with you. I'm we, with we you. know, yo, Sam, we know how shit is, man. Like, yo, Sam, real talk, man. Put me in that stratosphere as an artist or entertain on any kind of media personality. Me and late, me and my lady gonna do the events. We coming home. We're gonna take vacations. We're gonna fix the house up. Yeah. So we're comfortable. Yo, son, I don't need yo, son. I ain't even no wealthy, famous dude. I don't go places like that. Me neither. Me neither. If I see too many angry faces, I'm out. But think about that, though. Look what you just said. Too many angry faces. We, our community is built on tearing each other down in hatred because the next man is doing better than the next. I don't need to be around you. You know what I mean? If I could touch you with one of my projects, whether I'm speaking or whether it's the music, whether it's in one of my writings, if I could touch you in some kind of way, bless you, young man. You know what I mean? Rise up and be strong, King. Right. But I don't have to be in your presence. With all that aggression. Because I don't right. live like that. Right. I don't have to entertain that. At this moment, you and I have nothing to talk about because you got something on your mind that I can't comprehend at this level of consciousness right now. For some reason, we feel we always have to go to the hood to do this and do that. Yo, you like dice like that? You can set up your own celebrity dice game once a month at the crib. Yeah. Have all the celebrities in there. Ain't got to have nobody in there. To me, that'd be hard. Let me play yeah. dice with Khaled, Drake. Jay and Nas might come through. Let me play dice with these dudes. Yep. Why am I trying to communicate? And, yo, these rich niggas being hood is crazy to me. Your father owns a fucking island. An island, my nigga? Yeah. Come on, man. Excuse me. We do yeah. it to each other. And if, yeah. we're not killing it, if we're not killing each other, we're killing the imagery of each other. And if we're not killing the imagery, we're killing whatever projects we produce. But the sad part is, man, the way we doing things is why the world look upon us as animals. You know what I'm saying? Why? And we, and we keep holding on to that stereotype. The sad part is, bro, when a black person kill a black person, there's no outrage. We don't get mad. But as soon as a cop do something to us, we call it racism. As soon as some white person call us a nigga, we call yelling out racism. We fighting it and fighting it, calling it tyranny. Like you just said, we don't get a, a damn job. The first thing we're saying is a motherfucker is, ra is racism and they, they're trying to fight us. But every time we do something within our scope of greatness, it's being shit on. Tyler Perry gets shit on for his films. Black Panther 2 just got shit on by a couple of people because they comparing it to uh, Woman King. Woman King got shit on because they didn't break down the fact that that particular tribe in Africa also sold us off as slaves. Like, people get mad at every aspect and we hate on each other on every aspect and never, it's never a united front. Now we're just killing off each other. Yo, these young dudes, 
is literally don't give a fuck anymore. They really like, yo, I'm dying before I'm 25. I'm cool with that. Bro, I got young boys. You know what I'm saying? Your son is almost, what, 30? Yeah. I got kids. I got kids coming in this, like, they coming into this world with this level of thinking. And, and, and yes, I could guide and mold and teach and and but I can't coddle and hide them away from the realities of this shit. I'm a, eventually I'm gonna have to let them. I'm gonna have to let them yeah. go out there. Yeah, you can teach them, but then they're going to school with a bunch of people that's never been taught. Yep. And the things they're doing looks fun. Mm -hmm. It looks fun to steal that candy bar and run out of there. Fuck you, bitch ass nigga. It looks fun yeah. to kids. Yep. It looks fun to carry a gun and look tough. Yep. It looks fun to jump that dude and beat up on him. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It looks fun to be a bully, take that nigga lunch money, steal his Twinkies. It looks fun. You know what I'm saying? But in every crew that does that, there's always one kid that goes home to a nice family. Yep. Every time. <laughs> always. Every you time, bro. Mm -hmm. It's like almost when you it's like almost when you see a bunch of bunch of white kids that's doing mischievous stuff. It's one black guy with them. You always one. Why? Yep. Why are we still doing this? Why? Why are we still doing this? Mm -hmm. Why are we still leading down this path of destruction, expecting for a different outcome? I'm with you. You know what I'm One thing I gotta be thankful of, you know, my son had his era of mischievous, mischievous activity. He yeah, got they to all where he even told me, he was like, Dad, I ain't doing that. Because I remember one of his partners got shot. He said, All his boys was like, Yeah, we're gonna do this with rule. My son was like, What? He's like, we're gonna do what? <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know who shot him. It ain't not us even carrying nothing like that. He was like, we ain't out here in these streets like that. He was like, man, y'all on your own. Some people might call that sucker shit. I call that man shit. You call that man shit. Go sit your ass down. You know we ain't about that life. That that two hots in the cot. Nobody wanna be in no fucking Bruh, even if eight, you about eight by life, nine cell. Even if you about that life, prison is a different life. Oh yeah. You could be about that life and not be about that prison life. That prison yep. life different. Mm -hmm. And brothers are gonna snitch. Oh yeah. So you out here doing crime with people? They, they gonna snitch, man. Yo, man. Nobody. You don't want to be in that. You don't want to be in that cell. The sad, the sad, the sad, two, the sad two men, is, two men to a fucking bunk. But the sad thing is, these within their twenties, man. Like even at work, I talk to the young people sometimes. A couple of young brothers that talk to me all the time, man. They they be you know they be soaking up shit. And there's something that's just so lost, bro. It's like, everything is about, I ain't letting them say this to me. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. You know, like I told one young lady, without getting deep into it, I told her, I said, yo, when you work for someone else's company, I mean, they can dead ass really fire you for doing nothing. Because everybody did something that can lead to termination. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you come back from break late every day. You know what I'm saying? You walk around eating food in places where they tell you not to eat food at. They have designated places. Like where I'm at, I do for a while, but you're not me. You know what I'm saying? You watch TV on your phone. You ain't supposed to do none of that. They all have this stuff documented, whether they tell you or not. So if they fire you and you be like, I didn't do nothing, they're going to bring all that stuff up and you can't do nothing. Well, I'll get a lawyer, get a lawyer to do what? What lawyer's going to take that case? And we in a right for work state. We in a right to work state. Bro, you ain't gonna tell me that shit don't work, and they done, and they done gave me the right not to work so many times. 
Before I figured it out, like, yo, Chad, let me slow down. Yep. I'm talking about back when I used to drink. Man, oh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have been gotten rid of for nothing. We all have. I was groomed to run a whole fucking multi-million dollar company. My mentor groomed me to run this shit. Got promoted twice. I was groomed to run that shit because he was the vice president. They let go of him. Then they let go of my director. They let go of me last. So mm. I'm being groomed to run this whole operation. You know what I'm saying? You talking about a couple hundred grand a year. Run this mm. whole operation to get walked out the damn building. Mm -hmm. Walked out the building, bro, for nothing. No, they tell me you don't fit in our plans. <laughs> and you know how bad it is? I got paid for three or four months after that. Every two weeks, I still got a direct deposit from them for three months. Yeah, because they knew what was up. So why we think somebody owe us something, man? They don't. Bro, I moved down here. And then we fighting with each other, though. That's the problem. That's the problem. We fighting with each other, and we got to deal with that. Bro, I used to work in an organization where um, it was predominantly um, black. And and it was it was predominantly black and predominantly black women. And it was so much caddy fighting, infighting, issues that it was ridiculous to a point where they end up having to bring in a, a black man to run everything. <laughs> they got rid of they got rid of the white woman that ran everything and put a black man in his in her place to run everything. This is the smooth shit out. <laughs> this yeah. shit out. Because yeah, it was so much it was so much infighting. And then they fought him. It was fighting him tooth and nail because of because he was bringing down the hammer. Of course. Yeah. That's the hard thing too as a black man. When you bring down the hammer, now you're a setup. Yep. And what you're doing is basically Enforcing the rules that I put in place. We don't like rules anyway. We don't like rules. None of us do, but you need to get your own shit if you don't like rules. I mean, if you can't abide by them. Because yep. like I told this one young person, I said, look, I said, the way you're going, what's going to happen is the money you make now, 30 years from now, you're going to be making the same money. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is how that happens. You don't respect the situations you have. You want to make your own rules and you can't make your own rules working within a company. And a lot of these jobs, which is a difference from a career, a lot of these jobs are isolated situations. Yep. Like you have a skill that's valuable to that company, but it doesn't transfer to any other company. Nope. So that puts you in a position a lot of times to be entry level or mid-level wherever you go. Even within levels of management, if you're managing a certain criteria, you're managing a certain function, that doesn't even make you applicable to managing this function. So yep. what you have doesn't, you know what I'm saying? They don't no, teach I want you. you. But this is, I think for me, this is why I'm, in my life, why I've always built my own and it's always been successful in building my own. But then I've always, like currently now, I work for an organization. I'm an instructional designer. I've made it a point to not be a supervisor anymore for no more of these businesses, no more of these companies I've worked for. I don't want to be a suit. I don't want to be in charge of people anymore. Now, I'm always trying to give a leg up to someone that I see that wants to do more. You know what I'm saying? Especially within my own race and gender. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the companies I work for, it's not a lot of me there. It's not a lot of black men there. It's not a, black, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of black men doing stuff within this realm. So anytime I work for a company, I always try to make sure I reach out and, yo, I see some talents. Maybe I can try to get you in here and stuff like that. You know, I, I'll open the door, but it's up to you to close that motherfucker. You know what I mean? 
Uh, that's me. I can crack it, get you in here, but it's up to you to seal the deal. Um, but I've 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 learned that these 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 companies and organizations, yo, this ain't your shit. This ain't your business. This ain't yours. You come yeah. in here, you do what you gotta do. You make your chips, and you try to try to move your money around. You know what I mean? Like right now, um, my shit, my wife put me on this, and and it was it was crazy. She was like, and I, you know, I have money saved over, got shit going on. She was like, yo, I started a Roth, a Roth IRA and I put money in over here and I got this, that, and the third. And I was like, oh shit, I ain't never even thought about doing it. So I started one, putting money over to the side. Cause bro, we gonna, we're gonna retire one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, business is doing great, but I don't, honestly, I don't wanna, I don't wanna retire and have to fucking worry about social security and all that shit that we may not get when we retire. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's a lot of us, it's a lot of us, and I know we digress and jumped off topic, but it's a lot of us in the black community, bro. We gotta start looking at potential growth within our own people. And and this and this will go into this because someone said something and I sent it to you. And I had to tell people, look past the hate and look at what he's saying. Because he was talking about how rich blacks don't do this to help uplift their black community. And I and I had someone say, "Well, why would they?" And I'm I'm thinking, "Why wouldn't they?" We don't never say, "Why wouldn't they?" We're not asking for a handout, but this particular topic made sense to me because with all this Kanye and Kyrie Irving Jewish talk that's been going on, this is what the Jewish community does to make sure their group is always good. But that whole that whole topic is so aggravating to me. From um, you and me both, my brother. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even want to get deep into it. I'm, and we're not, but, but no, we, I've had two people. Uh -huh. I've had two. I mean, you know, limited discussion, but I've yeah, had yeah. two people contact me and tell me how they don't <clears throat> agree with Kyrie, and I asked both of them, "You don't agree with what?" Right. He didn't say well, shit. Well, some of the things he said, he didn't say shit. Yeah, he said the earth was flat and all that stuff back then. But he was being goofy. This mm -hmm. right here, he already apologized. One, I'm tired of black men having to apologize. Bro, if Jalen Rose say one more apology, bro, I am never listening to that nigga ever again. And you know I've been trying not to say that word. But if I hear that nigga say sorry one more motherfucking time, do I left under his comment. I said, nigga, stop saying sorry all the goddamn time. Every time I see you, you apologizing. And bro, that shit get is getting on nerves, bro. But you gonna give Kyrie a six-step criteria? Yo, that's some bullshit. Yo, the next owner is wild. Trade me. Yeah, I I told him right off top, bro. I ain't doing all that. Trade me. I ain't playing here no more. Trade me. Yo, do what you gotta do. And if no team don't want me, cool. You gonna have to pay. You gonna have to pay me to go home. My contract guaranteed. Cash me out. Yep, cash me out, bro. There's no way no team in the NBA takes him. And Adam Silver's not going to ban him because Adam Silver had a sit-down with him and he said, oh, this guy's okay. Yeah. God, bro, he never said nothing anti-Semitic. He did what most of us do. You watch a movie or don't watch a movie, you saw something of interest and you share it on social media. Bro, I share it sometimes before I watch it. I'm I watched that. I watched that film. I watched it. What's the problem? That shit wasn't that bad, fam. What's the problem? Just it's just like any slave movie. It got some sketchy shit in it. Okay, life is sketchy, bro. You know what I mean? It's a documentary. Now, 
the parts that I may not agree with, if the the part that where they said um, the Holocaust was not real, they Ooh, made that, that up. You know what I'm saying? But you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't say that. It's too many people Kyrie. died. Kyrie didn't say that? No, he didn't. He just said, educate my people. That's all he Yo, said. My assumption, my, <laughs> my assumption is when he posted that, he mm-hmm. didn't even watch the whole thing yet. Because if I get an audio book, right. I'll post it before I start listening. See. This is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? It's my, it's my, it's my vibe. I'm gonna try to get into audio books, man. I never could really get into them. I think I'm gonna try. I, to get into I, I love when, I, when, I, when I'm driving, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta calm my mind down. Yeah, I'm trying to get into audio. I'm doing, I'm, do, I'm doing a lot of things to um, reboot my computer. Like even now, when I scroll, if I see shenanigans, I unfollow people. I'm, I'm yeah. on my unfollow oh. path, and I'm listening to audio books. You know what I'm saying? I just don't make a big thing about it. I might see something. I'm like, ah, okay, I can't look at this. I just stuff. want you to get back creative, bro. I just that's all I want you to do. Get back creative. I think you at your most high when you created. I am. I said you know that. And that's from I didn't know you said that. I said it on my post and you left that goofy ass emoji on. Oh shit, you did say that. Yeah, goofy You know why? All I did this. Because I agree. Because I agree. I was yeah, like, but why don't you say that? I agree. People I see agree. that shit. My name is I'm your shit. I'm your brother. Tall Sean T. Yes, is who I am. Sir, they need to sir. watch the podcast. They need to watch the podcast then. Then you need to write that. You need to watch the podcast. Then go. <laughs> if you're going to do it, finish your breakfast, man. Stop leaving right. food on the table. You're right. You're right. Too I short. saw that shit. I was like, I can't this nigga again. Nobody knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was like, I ain't going to respond right. this time. I'm going to let him you're be. Right. You're right. You, you, you know what? And, you know what made you're it worse? Right. You what? hit me with the three dots. You hit me with the three emojis. I hit you with three dollars? Yeah, and you stole my bars. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me with the three emojis. Trash. I apologize, man. You're right. You're right. Nah, ain't shit. Ain't shit. It was dope, nah, though. I like nah, the little video. I like the little video montage. I thought it was fire. Oh, that was an accident. I did ass was an accident. I promise you. I did not put no thought in that shit. There was a room in the gym. I was like, fuck, let me try this room and see how the background look. I was like, oh, this shit kind of hard. Let me take two more pictures. And then I heard RJ 3000 saying that, and I was like, damn, that shit was kind of dope. Let me play with this reel and see how this thing worked, adding the audio or whatever. I saw that was an accident. Okay. But I got I, I stopped posting for a while, man. I want to get back into being consistent posting and all that. You better, bro. I get paid for my um my reels. I mean, I get paid for reels. There ain't no real payment. Oh, so you get paid for yours too? Facebook, I got you know, Facebook too. That ain't shit. I mean, I get paid $5 a reel. That shit's pretty good. I mean, but you know. And I don't do a lot of reels. I don't do a lot of posts, though, neither. So I be wanting to make my shit be poignant. Makes sense. Man, you like having fun with your reels, man. I ain't oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm definitely having fun with my shit. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't into that, man. Definitely having still, fun. You still like having. Having, having fun doing goofy shit. I, I, oh, that yeah. ain't me. No, I, that's my personality. I love enjoying yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy, I, life, I, I enjoy life, sir. I enjoy life too. But that shit you do, it won't look right if I do it. I play with my kids, scare him coming in the house like I was a robber. That shit got like quite a few views. I play with my son, one of us gonna get injured. <laughs> I fly my drone over the town um, fair that we had. 
That's not goofy though. That's dope. That shit, you know, that shit came out well. That shit came out great. You making it seem like I do mad goofy shit, son. I don't really do nothing goofy about on, on my no, damn job. Say man, you had a goofy spell. <laughs> what was my goofy spell, sir? You wild. Well, you were doing everything with the shit hanging over your head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always gonna do those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had a goofy spell when you was going hard yeah. on everything. You stopped. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do those. Those, those are fun. I was in the I was in the Knoxville Theater. Did a walk through the Knoxville Theater. That did pretty well. Not matter of fact, the Knoxville Theater posted that on their page too. All right, celebrity. Sent me about three hundred to post it. Hey, have fun. All right. <laughs> All right. But yo, I'm a, I'm gonna play this video and we'll get back to the pod because we we haven't talked podcast um shit in a while, so you know we gotta talk a little shit. Yo, can't find it. Oh, no, nah, it's, it's found. Every girl, then he catches HIV. And uh, is that someone we want to respect and, and, and tell our kids about? I think he should be ashamed of himself. I think he should go into the background. But what does he do for the black people? Doesn't do anything. You call up and say, He's opened a lot of businesses the in, in people, inner city neighborhoods. The Jewish people have a company, and it's for people who want to borrow money and no interest. They want to give them a fish pole, fishing pole. We want to help people. If they don't have the money, we'll loan it to you. You don't have interest, one day you'll pay us back. So I, are, I'm just telling you, he does nothing. It's sir, all talk. Are, so are you saying... And we'll, we'll just stop there, because... It'll start generating more of the the people hate. But why would you why would you why would you hate that? But you know, people, they're gonna look past the actual great thing that he's saying uh, and only look at him shitting on Magic Johnson. Is he? I don't think he's shitting on him. He told the truth. He told a fucking fact. Yes. yes Magic did. Johnson isn't uplifting individual people. He's giving us entertainment. Yep. Starbucks, movie theaters is entertainment. Sports. I'm not saying it's wrong, right. but from the topic he's saying, he's saying they loading money to people that are struggling. No interest. But we've said on this podcast before, I know I brought up in this podcast before, my Muslim homeboy said this. He said, he said, um, don't play that. they don't play that. They don't play he that. said, when, when like the Indian Muslims, when they come from over there to come to America, they come in a room, they sit them down, ask them what you want to do. They tell them what they want to do. They give them the money and then tell them, and give them give them the money and the resources within their circle to be able to do that. So they keep everything in house. We got you, we giving you this seed money. You need a location, we have a location here. So if you wanna do a gas station, we got a gas station location here and then nine times out of 10 in our areas, in our communities, and we're gonna put it there, boom. Now we're going to make sure you employ these people here first within our organization. That's going to help you and watch you and guide you as you as you start as you run this business. That's why and even African Muslims, you see, they do. You see them. They popping up at gas stations now. You see a lot of them. They all keep it within their circle. But you know what we do? We start recording studios. 
We start. We start. All of us do the same business. All of us do hair and nails, and you yeah, know what all, I mean. All, all of our businesses are hangout spots, though. Yep, everything is an entertainment. Everything is an entertainment. Spot. Everything is. It's all a hangout spot. You and I'm guilty of it. And I ain't shitting on it. I'm guilty of it. I started recording studio. I've been working in music for years. I started recording studio, but then I had to realize, well, so I got some other side businesses that I don't speak about because no one would know that I do that shit. They'd be shocked that that I'm selling and doing well at. Because I had to get out of that mindset where, yo, I got to do these nigga shit stuff. There's so many rappers. Let me do a studio or let me get in this entertainment space. You know what I mean? People look at podcasting and be like, well, you're doing podcasting. I've been doing podcasting for eight years now. This ain't my first fucking rodeo podcasting. And I just started really building my company and brand and business and then partner with my one of my closest friends to build something that I think is viable and that could really do something within this space. You know what I'm saying? But I've ran a successful podcast company. I've been running a successful podcast company that does well. You know what I mean? And and well, entertainment-wise, once it break through money-wise, it will be there. But people got to, like, we got to start looking into other valuable things. Like, like I love what Styles P started, milk sh- started a shake company. You know what I mean? Health and wellness. You can't beat that, man. No, nobody was doing it when he came up. No, juices for life. No one was doing that. Now he's in the herbal space. I mean, he was the first, first entertainer. Yeah, he was. What I would say. Yes, and then it's it's a requirement when you work with him. It's a requirement that the business must be in the inner city. It must be in in black hood and black um. Predominantly black his, areas. His spots are dope. I went to the one in Brooklyn, man. I, I was impressed, though. Like I went to the one in Atlanta, and that shit was fire. Yo, son. I mean, tell me some of the best smoothies you'll get, and everything you need is it's in fresh. That Yo, they they try to get you to get partner menu, up with the with the, the menu um, is crazy. They try to get you to partner up with um local um what's the place it's called where you can go get the the, the fresh foods and stuff. What's it called? The um markets. Oh, the, the, the fresh markets. Yeah, go to the little markets and whatnot like that. But think about that, bro. If three of our um, black celebrities created a trust fund organization and uh, not even a trust fund, a an investment organization where you could go and present, I'm not saying just give you the money, go and present to them a business plan, idea, everything structured out. And you're able to get a loan because I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this right here. Oh, I'm going to play this because this, I sent you this. I sent you this first. Please play. Damn it, shit. I like it. It's not going to go. Nope. It ain't going to rock. I wish it worked because I, I want to play this. I, I really want to play this. This is a, this a sit. This a kind of tie in. This whole conversation. Let's see. Because I sent you this first and I was like, I was also like, hell yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I saw the Donald Sterling thing, I was like, oh, shit. That kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Donald Sterling, right. <laughs> Dude, like, it's... it's Yo, within 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 some bad things that some of these um people say, they'll end up making some good points if you really listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta weed through. Oh yeah. 
And you can't be dead ass emotional about shit all the time either. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah, get to okay. get the gem. I mean, you gotta get the get, get the gem within the message, man, and not try to crucify the messenger. Because I done got into it with a few people on social media within that topic. It's like you basically listen to this whole situation looking for something to be wrong with it, more so no. than taking the good from it. I agree. Now here's here's the here's the top right here. Johnson that people say, oh, here's a lot of money. And that wasn't the case. Matter of fact, Magic Johnson worked against me. And they said, oh, we want your picture and your autograph, but we don't want to give you the money. And so I got turned down seven to eight times from banks about getting capital because I wanted growth and sustainability. And the only way I could do that is to use other people's money. And so I had a track record of success, too. When I think about all the things I was doing, we made money, but still people were not ready to invest in urban America, in the inner cities of America. But I needed capital to build the 125 Starbucks. And those eight, nine and banks I, turned me down. So we'll talk about that finally, <laughs> I went up to Sacramento to the pension funds. They turned me down three years in a row. But finally, the fourth year, Cal Purr said, okay, I believe in you, so I'm going to give you $50 million. And if you're successful with the 50, you can come back and get 100 more million. And so I invested in a shopping center in the inner cities, bought it for $22 million, 40% occupied, took it up to 100% occupied, resold the center for $48 million, took the $26 million profit up to Sacramento, and they said, oh, I guess you do no business. You would think that being Magic Johnson, all right, one, you name me one fucking Starbucks in the in the inner city. Inner city? I have never seen one. Thanks. I gotta drive. I gotta drive to go to Starbucks. I gotta drive to go to Starbucks too. <laughs> and I've made that drive several times. We all have. I mean, they're in Durham, but it's not in my Durham. No, they're not. And I know where your Durham is, and they ain't there. No, <laughs> Shit. I think I think they might come. No, in the next five, ten years. Oh no, I ain't gonna say five and ten. I say next two, uh, next two, because that all of that shit is changing in Durham. It'll be downtown Durham. It'll be downtown Durham quick. A lot of dogs out here being walked. And y'all got some plazas close to where you are too. There's some plazas that throw Starbucks in, and that shit will do great. <laughs> shit, matter of fact, right across the way from you, when you leave out of your crib over there, where that goddamn. <laughs> grocery stores. Shit, yeah. it's a couple of them, you know what I mean? The gas station right at that corner. You see they got a new gas station coming up. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah. But I saw that and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You got to keep fighting. All these banks turning you down. You go to the pigeon funds out there in Sacramento. I already know about pigeon funds. I've been wanting to go to one, but I don't have, I don't have the sustainability that I want to have yet where I feel like I need to go to one. But think about this. You went through all of that. They turn you down three, four years running. Once you get approved, you don't think to circumvent that now where you can make that process a tad bit easier for people like you later? No. You know what I'm saying? No. You still keep the same circle of bullshit going instead of, you know what? Because you're saying that you build it within your urban communities. You build these fucking um, Starbucks or these... These Magic Johnson theaters, you don't I think- I ain't seen one. You, I ain't never seen one either. 
When I go to Cali, I've, I've seen them in Cali, but not in our areas. They ain't nowhere they, in our area. They, they and, in the hood. And, and yo, fam, he from he from Michigan, and you not you ain't got one out there. But I digress, and I'm not gonna go into that. <clears throat> you do all of that, and you don't think you know what black and brown people have to go through the most when it comes to getting loans for anything, business, housing, anything. I don't go and grab Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, maybe Michael Jordan, and these different people, unless I, we we already know what MJ, people people, people in love with MJ, but that. <laughs> Jordan ain't doing shit. Yeah, we ain't gonna even do, we ain't gonna even get into that one. <laughs> pull, pull your money together. Let's, let's open, let's open a, a financial institution. It doesn't have to be a bank. It could be a form of a bank or, like the funds, like the, the grant funds and stuff like that. And hey, fill out these applications, come and present to us a business plan. And based on your returns on the, on investment, this, that, and the third, we may can lend you this money to help circumvent that issue of what Donald Sterling said. We'll give you a fishing pole. So you could go fish. We'll give you a fishing pole. You don't yeah, think to do they'll, that? They'll buy, they'll buy, they'll buy a franchise before they do that. I mean, a sports team, sports organization. Yep. That shit, yo. That shit. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not raised to do that. We're not geared towards doing that. Like, we are other, not, bro. Other, um, you want to call them? All right, the Jewish, Plus, the Asian. Yeah. yeah. They're they're raised to be like that. They're raised even with a lot of Mexicans when they come here. You might have fifteen people in one house until everybody gets their money up. Oh, they they look out for each other. So. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't do that. We're bro. not we're not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice a weekend not going to the club, bro. You know what I'm saying? We can't do that. We we we're a microwavable society. We have to be satisfied now. You know what I'm saying? People come here from other countries. They don't do anything for years. Nope. So they get to where they want to be, and then they still don't do a whole lot because now they're working on getting their children set. Yep. They wait till they retire before they even start doing vacations and all of that shit. Not saying that's the way it has to be done, but some level of focus has to be placed on that. But my thing is, you could do you, vaca- you could do vacations within your. You don't have they to wait till retirement already. They're, they're an extremity. They're an extremity. Right. Just like if you're in the NBA, you don't have to be in the gym five in the morning like Kobe either to be mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer. He was just an extreme case. You know, rest in peace to the brother. This is, he was an extreme case. Of workouts, hell, Alan Robinson ain't never work out. So I mean, you do what works for you. Right. But we we don't have any balance. We have a balance. You might study three hours, I might study an hour. But at the end of the day, we still want to get the work done and get the necessary knowledge we need to move forward. I agree. You know, we don't we don't have a balance. And I'm not disagreeing with you with Maddie Johnson, man. I love Maddie Johnson. I think Me he's too. I think he's done great as a businessman. But when it comes when it comes to reaching down and picking people up. Yo, we fall flat on that shit. We fall even, flat. Even when, he, even when he left the Lakers. Now he's saying he regrets not calling LeBron to tell LeBron he was leaving. Right. You know, we, we got a little selfishness when it comes to bread. I got mine. Get yours. Right. No, I remember I remember trying to um start an investment group with like-minded peers. We don't have, we you know, a lot of us don't have the super financials. Everything was laid out. Everything is still laid out. Um, the investment group that started is just me and two other people. But um, like I tried to start an investment group, majority, all all minority people, 
And, you know, the first thing Cash was like is, how am I get my money back? When I'm going to start seeing money? When I'm going to start seeing this? And when I'm going to start seeing that? And I'm giving them the knowledge. I'm passing like, yo, read up on this. Read up on this. We could talk about it. I'm breaking it down. Everybody want instant gratification. That's what we Instant. Have. Like, it's like instant grits, bro. They want instant. Yeah. Everything needs to happen immediately. Or I don't want to put no money in towards anything. You know what I'm saying? I have a microwave in my house. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my house came with us. Uh, you got kids though. I ain't got a microwave. We don't house. use it. We don't that use shit, it though. When my shit blew it. out, I ain't wanting. I don't want nothing instant. Yeah. I pop. I pop my popcorn to popper. I let it slow cook, pop, and marinate. We got one now. We got a popcorn maker now, so that shit yeah. is fire. You hear me? Get your, get your life right. I like it. I like that shit it. Fire, sir. But um, but yo, and and it and I laughed because. Break I laughed about it because I knew that shit was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen at, at the rate that it happened. And I was like, I was disappointed at the same time. And there was some brothers that was a part of it that I came, that came to the table that I was super disappointed in. And I was like, fam, y'all really, like, y'all, like, and I'm not begging for your bread, bro. And like, but the questions that you're asking me is like, come on, son, everything is transparent. Everyone can be able to see the accounts. You're gonna get a a monthly statement. Like it's everything broken down to a T. And it was like, but cash just yo, we want that yeah, instant even, oatmeal, son. That instant grit. It's even it's even like with real estate. And a lot of people that have the know-how and the financials to get into it, they just can't see themselves getting the property and maybe getting the profit from it 20 years from now. Yeah. They can't see that. Like I grew up, I saw my father do it. You know what I'm saying? He got he got blessed with a lovely, lovely, lovely price. You know what I mean? On strength of my mother. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and he invested in it. And by the time he left New York, I mean, the profit was crazy. You know, it's a little bit more difficult now. You know, you're oh, not yes. really getting that crazy lick. But, you know, instead of getting one property, you probably have to have about three or four. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, it, it's man. there. You got to be- and Right now be in the South, man, you want to purchase now. If you can purchase land, man, they throwing up developments everywhere. I say like this, man. My I goal is to have a housing development. I'm like this. I've I've said that too. I've said that um to a few people. And the, the way Durham is moving, I'm I'm just not mad at myself, but I'm I'm disappointed the way I wasn't able to capitalize on it because I got million dollar homes two blocks away from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, son. So I can bet you if you look up the the per the um the rate on your home right now. It's way more than what you purchased it for. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was way more last year. Yeah, it's even more now, especially where you at. Yeah, it's not. It's not making me want to sell, but I know. Nah, nah, nah. I know five years from now, or even ten years from now, who knows? You know what I mean? I, what I want to do, I, I, I'd like to buy another one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I have about four houses in my same development of these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. If you'd have done that, especially when you purchased the current one. Shit. Bro, my whole thought process you'll be a, was... You'll be a millionaire right now. Bro, my whole thought process was I'm going to buy me a place to live where at least mm -hmm. I know I got someone to stay. I understand, bro. I'm I was not... out of work. Man, I was out of work when I got this motherfucker. I was like, yeah, you know what? This is what we're going to do, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I have any problem, it ain't going to be where I live at. Yeah, I understand, bro. I understand. I'll deal with the rest of that bullshit later. At the time, I thought it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. I understand. I still, I still don't. 
I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea neither. You ain't got no mortgage. So you slide yo. That's all I thought about. Yeah, yeah. Pay a little taxes, get behind a little bit, make sure you tighten up. <laughs> Shit. Fall off, good. Man, fall off. We all fall man. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Look, a matter man. of just totally getting out of my own way. That's all. I think for us, man, as a black community, we gotta we gotta figure out ways to uplift us. And for me, man, I'm, I'm going to continue to say this. I'm not going to ever look for a celebrity to do this. But I do understand the thinking when it's like, yo, Jay-Z, you're a billionaire. Magic Johnson, you're a billionaire. Puffy, you're a billionaire. Oprah, you're a billionaire. Tyler Perry, you're a billionaire. You telling me if you took $10 million apiece, set it in a fund to give out loans, to your, your fellow man. I don't care if it's mortgage loans to buy property or whatever, business loans, and only, only give to mon black minority-based people. Bro, the closest you cannot you tell me that. that you cannot see no sustainable growth within yeah, our but community. I agree with you, but the closest thing you have to that is if you and I have a business and it's doing well, Mm -hmm. And somebody like Jay Z see it or whatever, he'll put up millions to get a piece of it. Yo, and, but no, he does it all the time. Somebody said that. Somebody said that. He. Somebody said, and I do he agree. It all the time. I just didn't like the fact they brought it up, but it's it's fact. And he's I didn't like. Been, he's been. He's like doing a lot they of said that. brought it up, but it was like, yo, Jay give Jay give the blacks, but you got to be rich or some stuff already in play before he give you any money. No, that's what I'm saying. So if yeah, you got something that's already popping. Yeah, and he catch wind of it. Mm -hmm. Like he don't put some money up for some vegan shit. He don't put some money up for some vegan pizza, right? But those were things that were established that just needed a push. But I understand that. Normal. But I do understand that because to me, it's also it's also I you're you're as a business person, you're also more willing to give to something that's already has um, tangible growth versus someone that has to start something. You know what I'm saying? Well, something us, that's already not, up and running. But most most of us aren't educated on even that possibility. So it'll take somebody that's sort of a financial guru right. to even open their mind up to that. And their willingness to accept that, one day maybe it'll happen. I mean, we've had Black Wall Street before in different cities. I mean, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. It just takes somebody to begin it. We got Black-owned banks out there now. We have, yeah. we have Black-owned resorts. We got Black-owned hotels. Just, we do. just don't talk about them. We do. We have quite a few. And a lot of times, we don't know which one is which. So, I'm trying to, I'm actually, because it's a, uh, and, I, and I'm going to share, I think I'm going to share it, because I think you sent it to me or I sent it to you. We send each other shit like that. It's a list of Black-owned resorts. I'm going to put yeah. it in, I'm going to put it who in knows? this chat. I'm going to put it in this um thing, because I'm trying who to stay knew? at one. You're right. It, None was, who knew? No one knew. So, I never knew. But these are the people we need to work with and build from. They, their heads ain't too big. You're right. But they're making moves. <laughs> right. Like, damn, only your own resort, black owned resort. Like, that's fire. Damn. That's fire. I'm trying to, I'm I mean, trying to own a winery, bro. All that shit. I'm trying to own you know what I'm saying? I remember years, I remember years ago, I wanted my own red wine because I thought about some shit. I had a name for it and everything, whatever, whatever. I let's talk. I let's talk. No bullshit. Let's talk because I am working on something like that. Let's talk. I'm dead ass. Bro, look how big the out. world is. How can you lose? Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm dead ass. We'll talk especially, after the end of the especially if you got an affordable price. Mm -hmm. Spirits. 
Man, yeah. you know what kind of cheap shit we drank back in the day. Somebody gonna buy it? Oh, yeah. Somebody bought Shaq sneakers? <laughs> he sold yeah. a lot of sneakers, too. Yeah, he sold a lot. People shit on Shaq, but he sold a lot of sneakers. With right. Reebok and without Reebok. I'm, I'm talking about them Shaqs. With the yeah, Shaq I know. Dog, I tell you no lie, Shaq came to my, and God rest this young man's soul. He passed away a couple months back. Shaq came to um my area of South Carolina as a young man we were growing up. He he's not that tall, he's like a little bit shorter than me, but his foot got big as hell. His mom wrote Shaq. Shaq brought him a ton of shoes. No one clowned him about them Shaqs neither, because he bought him the Reebok Shaqs and he bought him the Shaq Shaqs. Because that's when he was really starting the Shaq. I wonder, Shaq. How, the, I wonder how the Shaqs feel on your feet hooping though. He hooped in them, and he was a pretty good basketball Bruh. player. I don't know how they felt, but it'd be ugly them. if them shoes, if them shoes actually felt great. Then you'd be like, "Yo, mm -hmm. I'm spending all this bread for these other shoes, and these shacks feel better." Bro, honestly, they made from the same fucking factory, same Chinese factories, man. Of course, of course it is. But go one thing, Al I go on Alibaba and look that shit up. One thing I do like about um, Shaq, I'll say I love about Shaq. You know, I don't get into judging people's personalities because you're never gonna like the totality of a person. Never. But if a company ever wants Shaq to advertise, he mm -hmm. has to own a piece of the company before he advertises for him. Yep. I think that's dope. I always thought it was dope. Yeah, me too. I said, put it there. I think that's dope. And I his, just, commercials, his commercials are entertaining. Yeah. I wish Shaq would stop talking about Kyrie, him and um, I wasn't going to bring that up. I said, I'm I not trying to judge nobody on totality personality. You're yeah. Right. You did. You did. You, you did. You just brought it to the table. I didn't like that part. I was trying to tell you. <laughs> you did. That, <laughs> that, that shit triggered me. You said it, but I was like, I like fuck Shaq. it. I like Shaq. But if that was my man, I would say to him, Shaq, come on. You're, you're the definition of black excellence, bro. Why are you, what are you doing? Right. Y'all should even, you bring up the top because you have to. I get it. You want yeah, to you can have that conversation, but calling him an idiot and all this other shit, we don't need to do why that. Is, why, is, why is he an idiot? Yeah, we don't need to do that. He's an idiot because he posted that? Bro, you know, I, how much shit, you know how much shit Kyrie did? And, no, I'm just about to say, I think Kyrie, no, great. He did a lot of great shit. I think Kyrie. No, but you know how much goofy shit he did too? That's what I'm saying. I think Kyrie's past goofy shit is catching up with him when he's finally doing something that is not that bad and it's magnified. Because, well, I mean, the start of the Nets, of him being on the Nets, started in bullshit. Him not wanting to play, him not doing this, and then the bubble shit. You know what I'm saying? And then now, it seemed like every year since. Cleveland, since the since they won the chip in Cleveland, he went to Boston. Every year, it's been some bullshit with him. I think I think without social media, he might have been okay because he, he. I know you've been saying that a lot. Yeah, without social media, he'd have been all right, man. Because I mean, you look at back in the days, there were some characters back in the days, bro. Mm -hmm. They didn't have social media to put him out there. Kyrie I want him to same... stop going live. That nigga got to stop going live. Kyrie got the same problem LeBron got. You asked him enough questions, he's gonna say some fucked up shit. Yo, I want that nigga to stop talking too, bro. LeBron, LeBron, talk, LeBron getting LeBron, on my fucking nerves right now. Son, LeBron talking about listening to the Migos in the Miami Heat locker room. They wasn't even out yet. At least not that first year he got there. They wasn't out there that first year he got there. That's what he was talking about. I like, know. Mm -hmm. Bro, I understand. You might have forgot. It's easy, but. Bro, I'm not, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I like LeBron. You can't not like the guy. The guy's amazing. I'm a big LeBron shoot. fan, but I want him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, you shoot about two percent from three right now, but that's another story. I don't, I don't talk about those. Right I, don't, I, don't, I don't care nothing about threes. He need to do everything else though, but stop shooting threes. I don't care nothing about. I'm about to say you don't care nobody. Stop shooting it. Yeah, I want him to stop shooting it, though. 
Russell Westbrook. <laughs> He's just trying everything, son. I'm. I, I just want him to stop talking sometimes. Like, yo, fam. Listen, I, I said that to my father since LeBron was young. I was like, he has no media training. He always says something wrong. But I'm glad he don't go back and apologize all the time. Stop apologizing. Nah, yeah, he, he ain't doing all that. That's one thing I'll give him that. He, he don't do all that. You know, I want, I want us to really stop. Jail Rose, shut the fuck up, bro. That last one was... It, I started listening, but I didn't realize it was nine minutes long. So I wouldn't oh, no, no. if I knew it was that long. Now I listened to the first few minutes of it, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit. I'm good." Because he kept he kept dragging it out. I was like, "Who are you apologizing to, and for what?" Bro, ever since him and Molly broke up, he's been. But I'm gonna tell bullshit. you, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you though, <laughs> when you make a comment on ESPN, oh my god, and then you apologize right after the commercial. Oh my god, son, I have never yeah. seen. I didn't see it. No, no, I, I saw heard. it. Yo, that's the fucked up thing, bro. I watched that episode. I mean, I saw it. I, I saw, saw what he said. Man. And then I was literally, and then literally, I'm, I'm on a commercial break. I stopped going to the refrigerator. And I'm in the refrigerator grabbing some grapes and shit. And the commercial break ended. And it lead off him apologizing. <laughs> Sorry about. I'm surprised at Stephen Ado. What's your surprise today? He defending Kyrie. I'm surprised. Yeah, he is. That's I'm that's the old too. that's the old Stephen A. right there. <laughs> that's the one we like, used to like when he had his in, own show. He's, in, he's emphatically defending Kyrie. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, did they give him a pass? Because he still got like two years left on his contract. Yep. Cause um, I don't think he's bucking. Nah, he ain't going nowhere. So maybe they gave him a pass on this one. We need, <clears> these, one, we need these one black guy to say something. We're gonna let you be him. She even even Shannon standing up for and, Kyrie. And now, yeah, now he is now because he don't like he, but he's just like everybody else. I don't like all the shit that he's done, but I don't like the fact the Nets put six things saying you got to do this. But that's my problem, though. That's my problem. Instead of taking Shannon for that, they want to take Shannon for what he initially said and what people got to understand. And I didn't have and, a problem with the initially said. No, this I'm saying people got to understand. And I say this from a position of just being on a podcast and trying to be relevant on social media, always posting things. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. You come back and you correct it. You're just human. We can analyze situations all day and play a podcast back and be like, damn. Right. I didn't think that all the way through. You know what I'm saying? But when you when you when you're a public figure at that level, you don't even get a chance to make a mistake. I think, I think, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I think also people for the problem is this. Yes, we have freedom of speech. We do. But them people got freedom to take your money away from you. Yeah. This, man. this ain't this ain't your shit. At the end of the day, let's go back to what we talked about at the beginning about working for an organization, working for a company. Bro. This ain't your shit. Bro, and, these niggas go to work and don't even talk and ask a question during a meeting. And y'all talking about what y'all would do if y'all were working at ESPN. Man, come, on. come on, man. You're right. Like, we we talk all this big willy shit until you actually within that position, bro. I've been, I'm, yo, my company I work for literally had us sign some things, statement that if you bring up the company's name on your social media, 
and it's not as in, in a disparaging manner or way, or you bring up the company's name and you say some disparaging thing, you will no longer be working it. I get it. I would do that too. You know what I'm saying? Good move. What's you have to understand where you at, yo. You don't own none of this stuff, and you're not gonna be on yo. If any podcast on the on the Got What You Need Network, that this is LaShawn S. Jones's organization. If someone says something that is so egregious and out the way, fam, we're gonna have a discussion. I listen to every podcast on this network. Every? Every. Every second. I listen to every episode. I take your word for it. No, I'm dead ass. Eric can tell you. I listen to every episode. I have hey, to. Because I have to make sure. <laughs> do do, 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 sure. do, do one episode. Don't talk about your wife, man. I don't hear that shit. Hey, man, that's my heart, son. He going to do it again. He that's my heart, man. son. <laughs> that's my heart, boy. I got I to holler up a man. Yo, imagine, imagine there ain't nobody. <laughs> nah, I'm right there. I'm right I there see you. Me. I just saw that. I just I'm, right, saw I'm right there posted up. What's wrong with this nigga, man? He ain't no bad shit yet, man. Yo, that's my heart, son. Yo, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh-huh. The, the day I make some official walk down the aisle with my nice tuck short shit, I'm blowing up social media. You better. I'm blowing it up and I'm blocking everybody that says. And guess what? You see, hey, hey, you see how you got Dot back there doing this? That's what I'm be doing too. That that's gonna be me back there behind you as you posted. That's gonna be me too. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be laughing and I'm gonna be and that's who I'm gonna be on your page. <laughs> do, doing this. Hey, what it is, man. <laughs> That is hilarious, man. But time, time to enjoy life. Ride out into the better, sunset. Better. Don't lose nothing great because you want to be a nigga. No, nah, I ain't gonna never do that. <laughs> I don't want to lose myself. Right. I don't want to lose myself overdoing it either. Bro, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that as well, my G. I'm with Came you on close. that. I understand. Came close. Sometimes, sometimes you got to figure that shit out. Sometimes you got to figure that shit out on your own. I mean. Sometimes you gotta step outside that bubble, man, and see what you're doing. Sometimes your intentions are good, but your delivery isn't. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like having a million dollar move. Ah, ah, ah. Yep. <laughs> Nobody remembers that move when you missed the layup. You know what I, just saw that, I just saw that the other day. Dude had a million dollar yeah. move, shot a three in. Clank. So you can have the greatest intentions in the world, man, but if nobody understands what you're doing, right. they don't get it. And then by the time they tell you they don't get it, they so built up from not getting it, you can't even really explain. But I was doing this. I plan to do this. You you, you just can probably you off. Yeah, you know what it's saying? too late. Yeah, it's too yeah. late for it. It's like somebody asking you a question right now and it just throws you off. It's like, it's you know happened. what to say in your mind, but at that time, it's like, oh shit, like, but I was, I was doing this. Yeah, that's happened. that's happened. I got things in place, I'm doing it. You know, I didn't tell you, but you know, damn, you hitting me with all this shit right now. God damn. Yo, that kind of... You ain't got nothing to say. You be like, yeah, but... That goes I, into our own quick hits. Communicating <laughs> with communicating with adversity. Yeah, it's... it's um. Mm -hmm. I've, been deep, I've, I've been deep into my studies lately, man. And, and, you know, me and my mentor chopped up some things, man. And, and, and you know, you learn as you go along. And I got to learn to listen to myself also. A lot of times... We allow adversity to slide, you know, because we don't want to have that tense discussion. 
And, you know, we started this podcast based on making the uncomfortable conversations comfortable. Yeah. That, has to, that has to be applicable to life. And I haven't been doing a good job at that because what happens is those situations that you let go by eventually come back to you. And then the question is why you didn't communicate these situations so that other person on the other side of the situation wouldn't have ever had the emotion they have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then it becomes a chain of events that accumulate instead of an initial conversation that might have just stung a little bit. A little sting ain't hurting nobody. That pain comes to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know I could do better with that shit. A lot of times when I let certain things go, a lot of times I do things I feel like I can handle it. Sometimes maybe you can, maybe you can't. But then when you can handle it, you got to do something else to overcome that. And sometimes something else to overcome those two things. Right. And then that makes that makes a tight-knit relationship all of a sudden become distant. And it shouldn't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't do that. And admittedly, you know, I haven't been good with that. I just haven't been good with that. It's almost like taking chances with something that means a lot to you, which isn't sensible. You know what I'm saying? Things of value you shouldn't take chances with. Right. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're doing something that requires a risk, you should be able to say that. You know, this is what I'm doing. Whatever. You know what I mean? You go from there. Or maybe a person can talk you off that ledge. They might give you information that can lead a better way to doing it. Right. But if you don't say anything, you don't know. But these are things that as we mature, we learn how to do. You know what I'm saying? As men, most of us have communication issues, whether it's a big one or a small one. We just don't admit to it. I know I do. You know what I mean? I mean, you and I, you and I can fuck around and have attention. Then one of us say something, then the other one be like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And then you I mean, be like, God, damn, I should have told that nigga before. What the fuck? I mean, that shit happened to me. <laughs> no, Let's keep it up. That happened to me and Daryl. Me and him talked about it. We realized happens, happens all the time. This nigga ain't talked for years over some bullshit that could have been rectified in minutes. Bro, it happens all the time. When I walked into your house, I was like, "What is wrong with this nigga?" <laughs> He's like happened like a little kid. I'm like, oh, "I'm like you too, bro." Right. Yeah. But, but it was dope. Now we text two, three days out the week, and I was like, "Brother, love never went nowhere. You left." Yeah. Yep. And I just stayed away because I was like the last one coming in. Like I, right. like I just I just got traded to the team and we made the playoffs. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. You're right. So I didn't I didn't know what it was. Right. And even when we were sitting there smoking cigars, I'm like, bro, and I said to him, I'm like, bro, this was nothing. Yeah. Like the energy here is, you know what I'm saying? Your other man was bugging out though. But I'm like, yo, the energy here is lovely. Mm-hmm. You need that break. Yeah. You need that break. Yeah, I'm gonna see him this mas- weekend. I'm gonna see him this coming weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. Y'all should do that. Yeah, cause we um our his son's um birthday, and we're gonna go to the little birthday party. And then my son's birthday is this weekend. Sheesh. Yo, life is all about creating sustainable memories, man. I agree. I agree. We waste time doing stuff, man. Like, oh man, I ain't gonna get into the stuff people do to waste time. That's your own personal choice. Have you? You want to live, you live. I don't like thinking I'm judging nobody's life, but we gotta, we gotta create memories. You know what I'm saying? And now you, you, you've said that a thousand times, and that shit has stuck with me over the, over the, over the year. I wanted over to stick with. Years. I wanted to stick with me harder, to where every day I'm thinking about creating another memory, right? Or putting something in place to create another memory, because it has been brought to my attention, to where I can be more attentive to that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more than just an immediate memory. Sometimes you got to build towards a memory. Sometimes you got to create your future memories also with right. the people you care about. Right. I agree. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. 
I know you got on here, man. I think you put these topics, separation anxiety. What's your yeah, thoughts on um, well, I deal with it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You 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 fear separation from people you love. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're away from people you love, you feel like you're losing them. Right. Whether it's a friend, child, relationships, you know, you feel like your lady's leaving you. You kind of clam up a little bit. You know, you wake up every day nervous. You think your woman is not your woman. And you can't communicate that with nobody. Right. Yeah, because I haven't said, felt this way in a long time. So I definitely know if what you, you mean. Yeah. So like if you said that to your lady, I just I just feel like I feel like I'm losing the woman I love. She's gonna look at you like, what nigga? Ain't going nowhere, motherfucker. Right. And it makes you feel better a little bit, but how many of us are gonna say that? I feel like we're losing touch. But that's the problem. We don't speak it. No, I'm, that's my point. You know that's sep <clears throat> separation anxiety is that because you don't speak it because you think it's going to make things worse. Right. Maybe it will, though. But if it makes things worse, then that's not the person. Yeah, the person would be, right. Yep. That wasn't meant to be from the get up. So it's almost like having knowledge and making it applicable. Right. Every, every day. Not selectively. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I had this conversation with myself, it's all about making this information I have in my head and this knowledge and wisdom that I share with other people and just making it applicable for things of value that apply to me, mm -hmm. that make me a better me, that are necessary for helping me mm -hmm. continue yeah. to be a better me. And you know, I, mean, I have to, I have to apply all of these tactics daily. Right. Period. It's like no dance around it. No, you're right. Because without applying those, you end up losing things you love because of yourself. That's like going ISO when everybody's open. But see, that's that accountability that we spoke about at the, the very first podcast, that that personal accountability. Sometimes you got to go back and have that personal accountability and look at yourself and see what you are doing wrong or what you're doing correct or the or areas of improvement that you need to it has have. To be, it has to be 100, though. A yeah. lot of us ain't 100. Nah, nah, a lot of us aren't. I think I've been 85. Hey, man, you figured that out on your own. I definitely understand. Nigga, I am. I ain't. I ain't. I ain't always a hundred percent. Shit. I think I've been. It's, it's been some areas. It's been some areas of improvement, man. Let, I'll say this. This is a transparency moment. I had a moment the other day, um, where I sat in here, bro, and I don't know. I was in deep thought, and when I came out of it, face was wet because I was having an internal battle with myself and. And I was literally beating myself up because I know the areas where I was dropping the ball at. And I was like, no, and I just came out of it. They didn't even realize it. I was just literally sitting here, sitting right here in this spot. And I was like this. And before I knew it, face wet. And I'm like, the fuck going on, son? But then you that's, realize you let so much shit slide yeah. and you push it to the side and you don't deal with it. And then when it's time to deal with it, you know what I'm saying? Your mental really can't handle it. And you realize like, oh shit, I gotta stop putting things in the back burner. But sometimes it's, it's the demons coming out of you. Like sometimes yeah. I sit in that steam room and then I go to the sauna, cause that's my routine. I can sit in the sauna one time and sit by myself. You know, I'm sweating like crazy, man. And I can feel myself like my eyes getting red. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just full of something. You know what I'm saying? And it's all happening one day. I left there. I had my laptop in my gym bag because you know I had some stuff I wanted to do with the Wi-Fi because I started doing Wi-Fi shit away from home. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've been doing that lately too. I've been getting out the house and just going. Yeah. I left there. 
Yeah, I left there. I went to the library. Didn't lose my laptop that time. Used their joint. The Durham library. Didn't realize it was the facility was looking like that for one. No, it's, it's not bad in there, though. I got on I got on the computer, did some things, man. Had my laptop there. I stayed there for like an hour, man. It just, I don't know. It just felt like weight just got off of me. You know what I'm saying? My mind was just a little bit clearer. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to do things like that. I used to go to the tobacco roll, go by the water. Yep, you did. Have my laptop. That that kept me, you know what I'm saying? That kept me sane. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't think about other things. You know what I'm saying? I needed that. Those were my decompression moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gym the gym is a form of therapy for me, man. But I always need more than that. I need more than that. You know what I'm saying? Because I come home to an empty house. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm at, a, I'm at a stage in life where that's a countdown for me. It's yeah. not going to be something that's going to be sustainable. Yeah, so I, 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 I put that out in the universe. Just I'm not going to be doing this next year. Yeah, I mean, a year from now, I'm not going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I am doing that, it's the serious countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's, this ain't meant for me. You know what I mean? For various reasons. The universe has made it clear to me. It's not meant for me. But when your emotions build up, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay to communicate that. It's okay to feel that. Because it has to come out. It does. It has to come out. I'll tell any man, ain't nothing wrong with shedding a tear. Sometimes you gotta go on your own. I've shed tears at home. Sometimes I'm at home, man. I can't sleep. I have conversations with myself. It's like... Mm -hmm. But it's not for somebody else to understand. Nope, it isn't. You know what I'm saying? When 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 the universe blesses you with quality people, these quality people have been brought into your life for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Because you've elevated. As you elevate the people around you, elevate spiritually. You know what I'm saying? And and that becomes your team. Yeah, that's a fact. You know what I mean? And you have to use your resources to get to where you need to be. And everybody plays a, plays a part. You know what I mean? I mean, this podcast plays a part. Hell yeah, you know but I mean? this, this is therapy. This is therapy. You know what I mean? This podcast plays a part. And and none of us know it all. We just no. don't. That's always, been, that's always been my fascination with therapy. Because even without the certifications, I know things I say and do touch people because I get messages all the time from people I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, the thing about in a career, you want to find things that you're good at that you can make profitable. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is very true. So, I mean, anybody that knows me wanting to get into therapy, nobody even comments about it because it's not even it's like it's not even a thought. Right. Like certain things people tell you, they be like, "Ah, right, you sure you want to do that? You know what I'm saying? I haven't heard that from anybody. When I said to my brother, my brother was like, oh, shit, she'll been done that shit. That ain't shit, do it. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, motherfuckers should been done it. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Why are you wasting our time with that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, when I, then when I told him about when, you know, when, when, when K-Dub was telling me the, the certification, right, my brother was like, shit, what you got to do? You know, like, put the time in and do it. Because see, what happens is with a lot of people, that microwavable thought will have you losing everything of value because you're too busy trying to do everything fast. And before you know it, two, three, four years go by and you're still on that fucking treadmill. Yeah. When you could have made plans to do things that you would have had done in six months. Okay, the yep. next goal, three months, next goal, boom. Like boom. every certification will probably take 14 hours of dedicated study. On the average, this is me, me calculating. This is what I calculate. Every certification might take 14 hours of dedicated study. Mm-hmm. You can do that, or you can sit there knowing that knowledge and don't do nothing. Next thing you know, three months go by. Right. Six months go by. You know what I'm saying? And it's like five joints I say I want to get off the top. 
Three that's on my laptop now. But I can say all the time when I see it in society. I see it when people I know. But now I saw the shit of me. Mm. You know what I mean? I got to get this. I'm worried about things in life that ain't working out like I wanted to work out. But this is here in front of me. Yep. Me taking care of that will help me further handle that. But if I don't handle this, right. that is multiplied. Yep. Because when you got people that look at you for survival, and survival is deeper than finances. There's oh, people yeah. that look at you for survival within their spirit, spirit, within their mental. Right. You mm -hmm. have to be there. And they expect you to be a better you every day. Yep. You ain't got no time to be wasting, worried about something you can't control. And we all know this. Yeah, now you, that's true. It shouldn't have to be said or communicated, but I'm sitting there talking to myself saying that. Like, what the fuck am I doing? The parts I can't control, okay. But if I control the part I can't control, then I can further control the parts I can't. Because now right. I'm in a better position to handle that. Got to make it applicable. That's all. Just give me an example. I like that. I like that. I wouldn't prepare for that. It just came out of my head. But no, I, I like that. No, let's, let's end on that you know note, man. Let's end on that note. It's not even getting no words of wisdom. We're going to end on that one. I like that. That kind of was that, it. That was, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I can't say nothing after that right now. It, nah, it, it, won't, it won't be it better. Won't be, nah, it won't. Yo, this is the Black Male Podcast. TS is who I am. Trade that is who I am. Veggie Slice. Veggie Slice. Yo, I got something. <laughs> watch when you see the watch when you see the cover artwork for this podcast. Wait when you see the cover artwork for this. <laughs> this is the Black Male Podcast episode 84. We out, man. Check y'all next next episode. Peace. Yo. That is fun, eh? Hold up, man.